Hey friends, welcome to the John Houston Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ani Brooks, along with host John Houston. John is an entrepreneur, CEO, a husband, and a father, but most importantly, he's a Christ follower. And his mission is to reach people for Christ and give to the kingdom. Part of how he does that is by equipping Christian leaders to integrate their faith into every aspect of who they are, including the workplace. So John, this is a special day for us because we get to record the pilot episode of the John Houston podcast. So how are you feeling? Man, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, a little nervous, yeah, uh, but excited just to to share, you know, what God's doing in our life, what He's done in our life. Here's what we want you to understand, though: is we're not claiming to have it all together. That's right. Um, this is just really a podcast that we just want to be open and honest, um, have good communication, um, but also bring other people on mm-hmm. that are wise, that have have had failures and ex- uh, successes, and people we've learned from, people we're going to continue to learn from, and that's really what this is about: is how can we all learn and grow. And, and even learn how to share the love of Jesus more effectively in every aspect of our life, specifically business. Um, and that's what I'm really excited about. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. And there's so many topics that, that we get into conversations about with other people and that all have to do with how do you carry out leadership in a way that pleases Jesus and draws people into him. Right. So yeah, that's what this podcast is all about. And um, today, though, we, we're gathering new friends, uh, a new audience. And anytime we meet someone new, right, you have to find out their story. That's right. You got to right? share it. You got to learn about each other. And so you and I have actually known each other for a long time. Yep. Um, we were doing the math the other day and realized it's been about 20 years yep. or so since we first started attending the same church together, uh, Oaks Church in, in Red Oak, Texas. Uh, at that time, it was in, in Oak Cliff, just south of Dallas. But um, you've got two kids of your, your own. I've got three kids of my own. And um, our families have kind of grown up together in they the have. church. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but uh, we, we have a lot to share with, with our new friends and our new audience. So um, why don't we start with you? and um, just kind of your background. Our backgrounds are, are very different. They are. Uh, how we were raised, but. Um, yeah, well, interesting thing on that is, is that, and it, it just hit me right now, is that, mm-hmm. you know, us knowing each other over 20 years, mm-hmm. that was all pre us even starting a business. Yep. Um, today we have seven businesses um, yeah. that God has, has asked us to steward for him, um, but it hadn't always been that way. And, uh, right. and I think that's what's even cool about our relationship is, I've seen you grow. I've seen mm-hmm. you and Clayton and your family grow. You've seen the same thing in us, yeah. and, and that's what's exciting about it. Yeah. So yeah, my my story. I generally start my story back when I was 11, and my brother was 15, and uh, and we had just gone on vacation, and our parents sat us down um, after we got home from a week long vacation and said, "Hey, we just want you guys to know that was our last family vacation. We're actually getting a divorce, and we were growing up in Waco, Texas." And shortly thereafter, my mom moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and my dad moved to Houston. And so that left my brother and I to really kind of figure out how we we're going to make it. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was at that point that my brother, um, who was 15, started a landscaping company. And that's how we actually started making money to actually survive. And um, so our typical day looked like we would go work in the morning. He would drop me off at school. Um, and then he'd pick me up after work and we'd mow, uh, I mean, after school and we would mow until dark. Um, and that just became our yeah. way of life. And so from 11, um, on 
into my low twenties, that was normal to us. Um, and at that point, not even realizing that wasn't normal. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a way that we had been brought up and the things that just our daily life and the, the things that had gotten thrown to us was actually just sending us down a path that we actually felt like was normal because we didn't really know the difference. Yeah. And, uh, and so those, those were probably the biggest things. And that is what actually really molded and shaped my way of thinking mm-hmm. is because I, I got in this place because of that, that I thought I had to make it on my own. And I became very independent. Um, and I, uh, uh, by the time I was about 16, and my brother had gotten married and actually moved to Dallas. And so at that point is when I took over the businesses. Um, and then by the time I graduated from high school, um, we had, four plus crews. We actually had a janitorial uh, cleaning, commercial cleaning company that we had it, that we did at night as well. And, uh, and so in all honesty, in the world's eyes, I was actually very successful, yeah. you know, because here I am in 1990 graduating, making roughly $90,000 a year, which would equate to about 200,000 while I'm still in school. Yeah. And so that but doesn't happen usually. It doesn't. <laughs> and, and, yeah. but for me, I didn't really, I mean, I, I was really getting cocky is what was happening. And I was realizing that I was making a lot more money than my friend's parents. Mm-hmm. And so what can they actually offer me? Cause I'm smarter than they are. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll get into more of that detail, um, in, yeah. in probably another episode, but the repercussions of all of that mm-hmm. and this, what I thought was a normal life wasn't normal at all. Yeah. So, yeah. And I kind of want to even stop and pause on that for a moment. Cause you, you share it. So just casually Um, and I know because you've had to tell this story so many times um, you know you wrote a book about your life finding my way home a year ago and and um, you know since then you've shared the story quite a bit but the fact that you were 11 years old and you were with your brother who was 15 I mean you guys were living on your own and providing for yourself by starting this landscaping business. I mean, that is just so hard, I think, for for most people to even fathom because it's just not normal, like you said, even though at the time you didn't know any any different. But um, but yeah, uh, so we start to see how that was shaping you, um, how it was shaping your, your mindset. Um, but a, a big transition for you was when you met Tracy, who's your oh, wife. Yeah, so it was a big transition. So talk about that. Yeah, so, you know, by the time I was around 20, mm-hmm. I'd been either living by myself or with my brother for almost 10 years. And it was getting to a place where when I would come home from work at the end of the day, man, it was just lonely. And that was one of the first times I remember crying out to God going, man, God, there's gotta be more to this life than this. And, uh, and I need a wife, I need a family. And so literally felt like God said, call Tracy Miller and ask her out. Literally probably, one of the first times I've ever felt like God had spoken to me. And it was so strong to me that I did it. Uh, long story short, we end up asking, I end up asking her out. Granted, I'm almost 20. She is 15. <laughs> that math just didn't seem like it made sense, but I really just believe that's what God was asking me to do. So I did it. Long story short, we ended up dating. Uh, praise God for a praying mother who... I didn't know till years after we'd been married who said, you know, I really had prayed about that and really felt like this was God. Um, yeah, Tracy this is I'll, Tracy's mom. This is Tracy's mom. Yep. And we'll have been, Tracy and I'll be married almost 30 years or 30 years in January of this year. And, uh, and I look back on that and I'm like, man, God was in the midst of that and I didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, uh, and so that put us on a, put me on a whole nother, uh, journey. And so with that is, is actually when I actually begin to see what actually a family looked like, mm-hmm. what a, what a father looked like, what a husband looked like, what a mother yeah. looked like and what a mother acted like. Not that they were perfect, but they were modeling it to the best of their ability after Christ. Yeah, they were healthy. And, uh, and then I actually began to see what it looked like to be a kid, mm-hmm. to actually be a daughter and to be a son because, you know, they had a son as well. And, uh, and it really began to help me understand that there was this perspective that I had mm-hmm. that I thought was normal that wasn't normal. And it began to change my perspective and, and really help me realize, I mean, I got a lot to learn. Yeah. Um, and I, there's a new way of thinking that God was trying. That's why Romans, Romans 12, 2 is one of my favorite verses about being transformed by the renewing of your mind, allowing the Holy Spirit to actually mold us and, and help us to learn to think differently. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it, it just radically has changed my life. And, uh, and so praise God for, for parents like that. I know you had parents like that too. Yeah. So maybe you can share a little bit about your story. Yeah. No, my parents um, were very uh, wonderful. Still are yeah. very wonderful Christians and, and models and examples. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was so blessed to grow up in a home that uh, stayed cohesive and, and together all, all the years that um, I grew up in the home and even, even now as an adult. And so I'm very thankful for them. I know that um, you and, and, and my father have had a special relationship yeah. too. And um, yeah, there, there's been so much to, to learn from them. And I, I know that what's fun about God is how he can use all of our stories, no matter how similar they are, how different they are. He uses our stories to, to connect with us and to reach us individually. Um, and a lot of times it happens through tragedy, which I know you and I both um, really, I think our relationship with God was really defined and shaped and, and became what it is today through tragedy. Right. Um, and why don't, yeah, why don't you share yours first? Yeah, my, you know, my next big tragedy actually came when I was in Bible college. So here Trace and I are trying to be faithful and obedient mm-hmm. to what God asked us to do, which was yeah. go to Bible college. And uh, so I go to Bible college, sophomore. Um, we were pretty worried about my mom who was in Nashville. So we moved her to Dallas, trying to build a better relationship with her um, and just share the hope that's within us, you know, so that yeah. maybe she would come to know Christ. And um um, one Monday morning, really early, um, I get a phone call and my mom had actually taken her own life. Mm-hmm. Um, she had overdosed and um, honestly, it rocked my world. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I was really, really extremely frustrated and angry at God. Yeah. Um, some of the things that, that other Christians actually told us that about that situation broke our hearts as well um, and just made me more angry at people and at God. Um, and so what happened was all this anger and all this frustration, even from my childhood, all kind of built up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of all came to a head. And at that point, man, I was like, okay, God, I mean, this is me just being real. As I said, God, screw you and screw your people yeah. because I'm done with all of you. Um, if this is how you love people, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And if this is how your people love people, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And so I literally walked away from the Lord for a year. And, uh, and Tracy's parents, which is interesting that they continued to model that and just love us, not put a bunch of pressure on us, but they would occasionally ask us to go to church with them. Yeah. One Sunday, 
I just finally got kind of tired of them asking us. And it wasn't like they asked us every Sunday. So I, I don't want to send a bad picture of that, but I think it was a combination of they asked, the Holy Spirit was already dealing with right, my heart, right. and it was a it was a combination of all of those things, and I, I finally just said yes, I'll go, whatever, and I I told Tracy and I told them I'm going, but I'm sitting on the back row and I'm leaving when it's over, and um, and so we'd go to church, sit down, literally couldn't even tell you what the pastor preached on. But God just really got hold of my heart that day. And he was like, son, I've given you all this time to mourn and process. Now you got to decide whether you're going to actually follow me. Um, and that was a real moment for me. And, and at that point is when I said, God, I'm all in. You know, I ran to the front. I said, God, forgive me. You know, I don't know what I don't know, but I know I don't know much. Yeah. But you're going to have to help me. Um, and, man, it's just been a powerful journey since then of God just teaching me more and more about his love um, and his goodness and his yeah. faithfulness, you know. Uh, and so that's kind of what really started opening the door for us to uh, to become where we are today. I mean, yeah. it didn't mean the day that I made that commitment that everything changed and, right. you know, everything was flowery and, and perfect. Right. Really what happened was it was right after that that we went through financial disaster for seven years, lost everything we had, um, filed bankruptcy. And uh, um, and man, but I looked back and I was like, God was still good. He yeah. was still faithful, even though at times I didn't, I didn't right. see that. But God was, he was doing a work deep in my heart and in my way of thinking yeah. um, and just teaching me. Right. So, right. Um, so. Yeah. I think, you know, for you, it just, it was that defining moment that really changed the trajectory of you really saying, okay, I believe in you, God, right. and, and and I'm not wavering away from that. And so, yeah, as long as your faith is in him, it, it allows for him to teach you what he needs to teach you. And that's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight, but at least it changes the frame, uh, the, the mindset um, sure that you I have, think you yeah. had one of those moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when, you know, for me, it was when I was as young as sixth grade and we were living in, in Kentucky at the time. And um, my best friend up there, she lived in the same neighborhood as me. We would ride our bikes to each other's houses all the time and uh, spend the night at each other's homes a lot. So uh, we, we would ride to school together every morning as well. Our parents carpooled. And one morning in sixth grade, at the end of the year, uh, we woke up to go to her house and go get her and go to school, and, and no one was coming to the door. And ringing the doorbell, ringing the doorbell, and um, no one was coming, couldn't figure out why. Well, I ended up going to school only to find out a few hours later. Uh, my mom pulled me out, and um, I could tell she had been crying, and I thought, oh, this, is, this isn't going to be good news. Um, turns out her older brother... Uh, who I had known and seen for years, um, had woke up that morning and taken a gun and had shot and killed his whole family, his both his mom and his dad and his two sisters, uh, one being my best friend at the time. And so, um, you know, that was a very traumatic experience. Uh, my parents didn't even know how to help me process yeah. through it, you know. Um, had lots of nightmares for a while, and it, it was just something that um, over you know the course of seventh grade year, I really started to doubt God. I thought, how why would God let something like this happen? You know, right. this is just 
horrible. And, uh, and so then I would go to church every Sunday with my parents, you know, they would drag me along. But I just remember sitting there and, and it was like I was just kind of a, a zombie in the church services. Like I didn't want to participate. I didn't care what the pastor had to say. And just inside, just hurting, just wondering, is all of this even real? You know, right. can I believe all of this? And uh, it was uh, a, a year, just like you. I went through a year of just dealing with that, that grief and those questions. And in eighth grade year, um, the pastor had challenged the church to a 40-day fast. And I, for whatever reason, felt the Holy Spirit stirring in me. In seventh and I, grade. In eighth grade. Eighth grade, And okay. I thought, okay, you know, I'll do this. Um, I hadn't really been reading my Bible you know, at all up until then. And so I thought, okay, I'll read my Bible and I'll pray every day. And I said to God, I said, God, I, I want to, um, if you're real, give me wisdom and somehow let me know that you've given it to me. And the reason I did that was I remembered the story of King Solomon asking for wisdom and that God was pleased with it. And so I, I knew, hey, if you're real, you'll be happy I asked you for this and you'll give it to you. It was kind of a let me test you out, see if you're real kind of a thing. So I did that. Um, at the end of the 40 days, um, I was in a service where a, a a special guest speaker had come. So I didn't know him. He didn't know me. I didn't know my story at all. And he called for all the youth to come up to the front and to, um, you know, uh, who just to be prayed over. And when he got to me, he had a prophetic word that they recorded on a cassette tape uh, back when we did audio cassettes. And um, so I still still have the, the word to this day. But And he starts it out by saying, when you were a child, you tasted very bitter things, but God is washing the bitterness away. And he says, and he's giving you a, a tongue of wisdom. And uh, the words will uh, come off your mouth like honey. And I, I still have that to this day, but just hearing those words, from the um, that prophetic word, it just um, it showed me that God really saw me. He knew where I was at. He saw all the bitterness that I had experienced, and that He was washing it away, and that He was replacing it with what I had asked Him for. Wow. You know, it was really powerful. Yeah, man, Ani. First of all, thank you for sharing that. Um, and man, how how good is God? I know, so and, good. And how He showed up for you right when when you needed Him to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but thank you very much for sharing your heart yeah. and allowing people um, just to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. So it's yeah. good. Well, and I love how God, um, he uses everything in our life, right? He uses the tragedies that we've experienced. I know so many of our listeners have experienced their own set of tragedies, um, but he also uses the, the beautiful parts of our lives. Um, it, he uses all of it yeah. for his glory and, and to show us that he loves us yeah. and that he's with us. And I think when, once you really experience that, it, it allows you to have this desire to want to give your whole life to him. Yeah. I know that's what we've experienced and, and that's even what um, this whole podcast is about. It's what you and Tracy have built your businesses to be all about is a way to honor God and to give back to him using the talents and the gifts he's given us. And so, um, yeah, why don't you share with where we're at now? Um, why did you and Tracy start these businesses and, and why this podcast? Yeah. You know, just, you know, being reminded, and I say that, I always remind myself of this. This is why I say it all the time. 
is God told us to start these businesses for two reasons, to reach people for Christ and give to the kingdom. And a lot of, I say that a lot. You even said earlier on that you've heard that a lot. Um, but the power of it is, is also the Holy Spirit reminding me of it every day so that I don't get lost and forget why I'm doing this. And it's not about the size of the businesses. It's not about how, uh, how big they get or how much money we make, although those are things that are important. Mm-hmm. It's about are we doing what God asks us to do and are we staying faithful and obedient to Him? Um, and so with that, you know, the businesses, the podcast, the primary reason why we're doing that is because of First Peter three fifteen and 16 that says, always be prepared to give a word for the hope that is in you mm-hmm. with gentleness and respect. And uh, um, I haven't always been able to do that, to be honest with you. I was always ready to give a word, <laughs> but I can't say I was always ready to give a word for the hope that was in me. Mm-hmm and then do it with gentleness and respect. Yeah. And that's something I'm still working on. Yeah, it's um, hard to do. It is hard to do. And uh, and praise God, we have a God that's gracious and merciful and patient with us, mm-hmm. um, but that we can continue to grow and develop in that. So that's why we really want to do the podcast. Yeah. Well, and you and Tracy have modeled a great example of really living your whole lives in an honor uh, for God's glory. And um, I know that you have a lot of hope within you to share with others. And, um, and we just want uh, all of our listeners to, to find that same hope in your own story with the Lord and to be able to share it as well. So thanks, John, for, uh, for just being obedient to what God has put in your heart and, and for listening to him. And um, thank you for listening to the pilot episode of the John Houston podcast. We pray that you've received hope and encouragement for your own life's work as you've listened. And you can access today's show notes and a full transcript, uh, ways to contact us whenever you visit meetjohnhouston.com. We'd love to connect with you there. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to next time.